Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a Power Rankings Tuesday presented by DraftKings, which means I'll give you my thoughts on last night's games plural, as well as my quick hit thoughts on every team in the NFL so you can see exactly where I think your team currently stacks up. You stack up very high for me if you do any little thing to help grow the show. Just right when you're done listening, just rate and review the show. Take a screenshot of it. Send that to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. You can be the spread the word winner or the sponsor confirmation email winner for doing that. Take advantage of any of our sponsors like ExpressVPN, Simply Safe, Symbol, Athletic Greens, a lot of great ones. You can also just check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Comment on any of the videos. I see it. And you got an unbelievable opportunity because we don't get very many to get a cameo-style video shout-out for whoever you want, for whatever reason you want. It's pretty amazing. Speaking of shout-outs, Ryan Thake, I think it's Thake, T-H-A-K-E, I'm going to go with our patron, new patron of the day, patreon.com slash RT Media. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, so we never decided after last week, Ross. Are we going with the Monday night recap We're doing the games first. We're separating the games out, doing the games, and then when we go to the teams, say, not much to say here. All right, well, since there's not much to say later, we'll say it now. Bills 41-7 winners over the Titans, and you'll also get into the Eagles 24-7 victory over the Minnesota Vikings. So it was actually 7-7 at the end of the first quarter. Uh, of that Bills-Titans game. And then everything went poorly for the Titans. Let's start with a couple things. I need to give a shout-out to Steven Soroka, one of our awesome listeners. Not only is he a listener, he is one of our tuckheads. Patreon.com slash RT Media. DM me, said, hey, I'd love to meet up. So guess what we did? He met up at my car. When I parked in the parking lot, 
and he had wings from Barbell Tavern for me, and he had beers from a local brewery. Stephen, I am forever indebted. Not only did I have a few wings with Stephen before I went in to the broadcast booth, sitting in traffic on the drive home, you have no idea how delicious those were. A plus for Stephen, first of all. Love you guys. Love meeting up with listeners when it's possible. As for the Bill's press box food, you know, I should spe- I, I should specify it's actually broadcast booth food, not press box food. I don't go over to the press box. The broadcast booth is where I reside. It's a much better location to call the game. They had brisket sliders and pizza logs pregame. I was actually pretty happy. I ate several of Stephen's wings. Not a big pizza log guy. The brisket sliders, I just had some brisket meat. Pretty good. But they were going to be in the B category, if I'm being honest. And then halftime. Halftime, they had tacos, mac and cheese, Caesar salad. I had our runner get me a plate full of taco meat. It was like um, pork tacos and mac and cheese. And listen, as long as you're not a toddler, okay, mac and cheese is a condiment. You don't eat mac and cheese alone, standalone, unless you're eight years old, all right? Once you have some hair on your chest, it's time to use mac and cheese as a condiment. You either take the meat and dip it into the mac and cheese, or you lay the mac and cheese on top of your protein like I did. And it's an unbelievable contrast and of flavors absolutely delicious it was the halftime that gave the bills the a minus last night the halftime good lesson out there for the other teams first of all if you saw my social media at ross tucker nfl it should be mandatory that every team emails out the press box food spread it allows you as a professional broadcaster and a professional press box food connoisseur to schedule your other meals, right? Like I could have some wings from Steven because I knew the press box food was not going to have wings. This is, this is, this stuff is critical. It matters as for on the field, which is obviously secondary. The bills killed them. The bills are a machine. They're playing very well up front, both sides of the ball. Josh Allen's getting rid of it quickly. He's so good. You know, one of the things that jumped out to me about the game is both teams had some injuries, but especially the Titans, like not having Christian Fulton. And so what did the Bills do? They just picked on Trey Avery. Just picked on the guy, the rookie from Rutgers that was the new guy, not supposed to be out there, and they just abused him. And that's the way NFL goes, to the point where he got benched for Chris Jackson, the practice squad call-up. That's the NFL. That's how it is. If you're going to be out there and you're not ready – they are going to try to take advantage of you, which is what happens at times. Titans offensively, if they can't run it, they struggle. I didn't even think Tannehill played that bad. But, you know, they've got mistakes. Shakir made a couple mistakes on offense for the Titans. He's not ready. He missed a key block on a short yardage for the Bills. He missed a key block. 
um, on a short yardage run by Josh Allen. Injuries, because no Gabe Davis, made Shakir play before he's ready, and he had a critical error. Rookies are usually not ready. Titans have a long way to go, but it's only one loss. The Bills are the best team in football, I think, pretty clearly so far. As for the Eagles and the Vikings, really impressive performance for the Eagles. By far, Jalen Hurts' best game as an NFL player. He was nearly flawless, rushing for over 50 yards and two touchdowns, both of which it looked like he was going to get tackled at like the two or three yard line. And he just willed himself into the end zone. It was super impressive, but not even as impressive as his throws from the pocket. He was delivering NFL caliber, big time ball placement throws from the pocket on time, what everybody's been looking to see from him. I'm not sure why the Vikings played such a soft coverage, but they did. And the Eagles took big time advantage of it. Hurts, like I said, almost perfect on the night. And then defensively, the the Eagles played really well. Darius Slay was phenomenal, had two interceptions, almost had like three others. He was all over Justin Jefferson most of the night. Cousins had a couple of bad picks. One of them was really Justin Jefferson's fault. Just a bad night at the office for the Vikings and a terrific night for the Eagles. Eagles and Bills. My favorite team I played for, my favorite team growing up, looking pretty darn good, just like all of you are looking pretty darn good. If you make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Ross Tucker Pod, because we're going to be giving away a Madden via your Twitter DMs. So make sure you're following us, at Ross Tucker Pod, and make sure your Twitter DMs are open and potentially be looking for how to get that latest Madden code that we want to give away. It's time for the all-important power rankings. The worst team in the history of the NFL is... I don't think this will surprise anybody. The worst team this week, the Indianapolis Colts, number 32. So what did I say? Last week I was going to reserve judgment a lot based on preconceived notions coming into the season. After week two, I'm going to pretty much go by what I've seen this year. The Colts are terrible. They had three points against the Texans till a hectic fourth quarter. They were terrible against the Jaguars, 24-0. Do I think that they are going to be last or even the bottom five at the end of the year? No. I think Matt Ryan, I think they're too good for that. But right now, that's where they are. That's where they belong to be. I think even Colts fans would admit that. All right, number 31, Houston Texans. They're fine. I mean, they they were right there with the Broncos. They lost by a touchdown. They have a tie. They're not a they're not like an awful awful team. But you look at these other teams. None of these teams I feel like are awful awful. But they're bad teams. They're not average teams. They're below average teams. And the Texans are certainly that. Just not enough Jimmys and Joes there. Number thirty, the New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Listen, they needed that. They needed that in the worst way. The organization did, the fans. They needed something to build on, something to feel good about. And the real story there, Bri, 
isn't just that they won the game. It's the young guys like Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall playing well. That's the thing that should get you as excited as anything as a Jets fan. Number 29, Carolina Panthers. They're 0-2 against two teams I don't think are very good. I mean, I, I don't have both the Browns and the Giants are in the 20s for me. They're not even average teams. The Panthers lost to both of them. I don't think they're awful. They were right there in both games, but somebody's got to be down near the bottom. 28, the Bears. Bears are a little better than I thought they'd be. I thought they would be under their win total for sure on the Even Money podcast, which, by the way, going to record immediately after this show. This is a little bit later than we normally record on a Tuesday, but I had to drive back from Western New York, so that switched things up a little bit. The Bears obviously need to get more production from their passing game, but they ran it pretty effectively. I think their defense is pretty solid. The Bears are better than I thought. Falcons at number 27. You know, I feel like a lot of these teams in this little realm here, this trio, Bri, are better than I thought. Falcons have been super competitive both games. Clearly should have won the Saints game. They blew that one. As for the Rams game, I thought they showed a lot to come from behind in that one. They're 0-2, but they're not a bad 0-2 team. Number 26, Seattle Seahawks. Not quite sure about these guys yet. They found a way to get done week one against the Broncos, but that was a lot of the Broncos kind of peeing down their own leg. And then the Seahawks went to San Francisco and really got handled. I mean, it was really one of the only blowouts of the week. Not a good look for Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. 25, the Jaguars. So I kind of thought they'd be better this year. They clearly are. I mean, they were right there against Washington week one. A couple of missed throws, drops were the difference in that one. Then they throttled the Colts week two. I think, look, some of their additions, like Foye Oluokan and Christian Kirk and Trayvon Walker make a difference. But I think the biggest addition there is Doug Peterson. Number 24, Cleveland Browns. They probably have the record they should. You know, obviously they, they shouldn't have blown the Jets game, but then you could argue that they maybe shouldn't have won the Panthers game. So if you're going to be in a bunch of games like that, unless you have an elite quarterback, you're probably going to split them. 23, the Broncos. Not really sure what to make of these guys. Um, Russell Wilson's not playing particularly well. And Nathaniel Hackett, Appears to be way over his head. I'm surprised, you know, with his dad's background and pedigree and Hackett's been around it, and I like what he's done in places like Jacksonville and Green Bay, but he looks totally outmatched so far. At 22, the Tennessee Titans. They're not a good team, but they're in a bad division, which gives them a chance. Are they the highest-ranked team? In their, uh, they're, I still have the Titans as the highest-ranked team in that Terrible AFC South. 21, Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, they moved up a couple spots. Defense really got it done against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Cooper Rush was good enough to get the win. That was that was a likewise really important win for the Cowboys to keep hope alive for the rest of this year. 
Uh, at 20, the New York Giants. Doesn't really feel fair, right? That they're, there's only like six undefeated teams. The Giants are one of them. And yet I have them at 20 because they found a way to win. But I, don't, I wouldn't say they were overly impressive in either one of those games. They actually just signed Jalen Smith, the linebacker, to their practice squad. Giants are fine. You know, Giants are a mediocre at best team that is figuring out how to win these close games, and that's a big step. Number 19, the Washington Commanders. How about them Commanders? Doesn't have quite the same ring to it. Commanders are another team that uh, appears destined to win between seven and nine games or so. You know, they've done pretty well moving the ball offensively. It's really just a week-to-week deal on whether or not Wentz's turnovers are going to cost them the game or not. Because he makes plays. He makes plays that some weeks it'll offset the turnovers, some weeks it won't. Number 18, the Arizona Cardinals. This team is all over the place. I was poised, Bry, to have them much, much lower. That first half against the Raiders, they were getting smoked to the point where there there was not a team in the NFL that played worse in their first six quarters than the Cardinals. Kudos to them and really Kyler Murray for finding a way to just manufacture a win somehow, some way in Las Vegas. That was gigantic. 17, the Steelers. Kind of who I thought they were, you know? Now, listen, they lost 17-14. Witherspoon got beat over the top. Cam Sutton dropped the pick. Olszewski dropped, muffed a punt. Still probably easily could have won that game if any of those things doesn't happen. So, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be writing the Steelers off just yet. Sixteen, the New England Patriots thought they played much better up front on both sides of the ball, especially Trent Brown. That's kind of their formula to keep Mac Jones clean, to try to pound the ball as much as possible. That was a real good outing for the Patriots against the Steelers to get that win. Number 15, the Las Vegas Raiders. I know they're 0-2. This is why you do power rankings. You don't just go by their records. They're not a bad team. You know, if Carr played a little bit better, they beat the Chargers in week one. Week two was unfortunate. They had a big 20-0 lead. I feel like they took their foot off the gas a little bit. And Kyler Murray just made a series of redonkulous plays. Number 14, the Bengals. Another 0-2 team. Now, I will say this. If the Raiders and Bengals both get to 0-3, that's a little bit different then. But I still think the Bengals are a pretty good team. They've lost two basically like overtime-type games. And most teams, you probably win about half those. They didn't. They lost both of them. I think they bounced back this week. Number 13, not much to say about the Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. That was a really disappointing performance, actually. I thought they would play much better than that. I mean, it, they looked like they were. I was surprised how bad they played both sides of the ball. Number 12, the Lions. 
Right. Can you ever remember the lines being this high? No, I don't think so. I was I was about to say that, but you uh, you beat me to that. No, I don't. I I don't think the Lions have ever been this high, but their offense has been awesome. They're one and one. They were right there against the Eagles, who are obviously a top five team. It's impressive what the Lions have done so far this year. Number eleven, the Saints. Really need Jameis Winston to bounce back. Really need him to play better than he did against the Bucks. For them to have a chance to be as good as certainly their fans and the organization thinks they are. Number 10, the 49ers. It's interesting. They kind of moved up several spots this week. I don't know how much of that is just how they played against the Seahawks and getting the win. And how much of it is just having more faith in Jimmy G than I did in Trey Lance. I think there's definitely something to that. Number 9, the Chargers. San Diego, Super Chargers, San Diego, Chargers. So, I don't know, man. I feel like they're exactly what I thought they'd be, exactly what they always are. Really talented team. A good team. My ninth-ranked team that I kind of believe they'll beat the better teams on their schedule and win those close games when I see it. Number eight, Green Bay Packers. Go, Pack, go. Dum, 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 dum. Go, Pack, go. It helped to get Elton Jenkins back, and it certainly helped to get Aaron Jones involved. That's the best thing they got going right now. Number seven, the Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. So they won, and I still dropped them. What? Are you even allowed to do that? That's not fair. Yes, it is. Because I watch the games. And I see what the Eagles have looked like. I see what the Dolphins have done. Rams are seven. Those other teams are better than them right now. Number six. I don't remember the Dolphins ever being this high. Been a while. Been a long, long time. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number six. So the defense did not look real good against the Ravens. And certainly the Ravens dropping a bunch of coverages helped quite a bit. But you still have to make it work, right? You still have to complete the passes. You still have to take advantage of their mistakes. And that's what the Dolphins did. Number five, the Baltimore Ravens. I still think they're a really good team. I'd be surprised they don't win the AFC North. And I'd be surprised if they're not a factor in the postseason in a major way. Listen, they they blew it. They had some young guys out there. They had some old guys out there that blew it against the Dolphins. Um, you finished? Yeah. All right, number four, the Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. A very impressive performance on a big stage against what I think, or at least I thought, was a pretty good Vikings team that had taken it to the Packers in week one. And it was all around. It was the defense. It was Darius Slay. It was Jalen Hurts. It was it was spreading the ball around. It was their consistent run game. Eagles look legit. Number three, Tampa Bay Bucks. Well, the Bucks defense is two for two. The Bucks defense has been very legit through the first two weeks. And keep this in mind. 
you know, the Bucks are 2-0, and they're 2-0 on the road. That's, that's, a, that's a real good start. That feels good to be 2-0 on the road to start the season. Number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought they showed some flaws against the Chargers, but they also showed some fight, right? I mean, at times they got fortunate in that game with, I thought, some of the calls, uh, but they found a way to get it done. That's what they do. Patrick Mahomes throwing the guys you wouldn't expect, guys you wouldn't expect having pick sixes. Justin Watson, deep post against J.C. Jackson. Jalen Watson, pick six. Chiefs have different guys stepping up without Tyreek Hill there. Russ's number one team, which is totally meaningless, but it's fun and will get many of you incredibly annoyed, is... It is Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. I don't think there's anybody out there. I don't even think Chiefs fans or Bucks fans or Eagles fans would debate right now that the Buffalo Bills deserve to be ranked number one in my power rankings, which are obviously the official NFL-sanctioned power rankings. The Bills are a wagon. The Bills are very impressive on both sides of the ball. It looks like Dane Jackson is going to be okay, who got ambulanced off the field. That was very scary. You don't often see a neck bend back that way. Thank goodness that he had the flexibility in his neck and didn't get hurt. And thank goodness for all of our I think we're done here members of patreon.com slash RT Media my front page story.com, the greatest gift of all time. Evergreen Economics, go-bangles.com, steakhousesports.com, humanheadnyc.com, sportaculture, and pizza boy brewing. Even Money Podcast today, College Draft Podcast already posted today. It's a busy day at the RT Media Podcast Factory. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.